Post Politics, the only source for unfiltered, nonsensical, fakeish news that you never asked for. With your hosts, Matt McKinley and Aaron Ellis. Well, welcome, Daylight Burners. Uh, we're uh, we're back for another Fence Post Politics. Uh, Aaron recently got hired by Bud Light. And uh, they had a big convention in uh, San Francisco, and that he is—he's busy, he's balls deep in something or other right now. The um, only tranny uglier than Dylan. Um, that's the thing is, uh, what? How did that thing happen? Like, I, I don't understand. Uh, like I was listening to Legion of Skanks earlier today, and uh, and they. Louis J. Gomez had the had a really good point. He's like, with all the technology that we have nowadays, and you're gonna you're gonna have a brand like Bud Light, you know that. I mean, the biggest of the light beers out there, like go get a hot one, and uh, instead they got this like Skeletor looking thing that acts about maybe thirteen thirteen years old is about how they would act if they were actually female but aaron's like barely an acceptable looking dude you throw boobs and a wig on him and it's not getting better so well also um here here's a here's a picture of aaron walking into this conference i'll uh i'll pop it up on the screen and uh i mean i i think he looks pretty good honestly um he's uh he's slimmed down a little bit and uh you know he he's he's doing all right. Looks like he's put some some shiner on his head. <laughs> are the um, boobs are those natural or are those implants? Um, I see. I don't know if that's the wrinkle of the sweater or if they're boobs. I I'm I'm not real for sure because I don't I don't feel like Aaron's always been kind of like skinny fat, and um, and for for all the audio listeners, this uh. We were looking at a picture of John Fetterman walking into the Senate chambers. Um, apparently, he's uh, in a hoodie and shorts. Yeah, hoodie and shorts, like his normal attire. Which <sighs> I I'm I'm one to be a rebel, but also like, God damn it, dude! It's the fucking U- U.S. Senate. <laughs> what what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> I, I'm ah my god. And he doesn't even look cool. I mean, if Tim Scott walked in there with uh, with gym shorts and, and a hoodie, and then uh, I, I don't think many people would have a problem with it because he'd be like, ah, I mean, he look he makes it look cool. So uh, why are his legs so skinny, but his top is so big? I don't see. This is I can't believe I've never made this comparison before, but Aaron really is uh, John Fetterman. I mean, he's not nearly as tall, 
and uh and he doesn't look quite as much like a, a mongoloid but he does have the little chicken legs and and that is kind of Aaron in his natural state is a hoodie and well it's mo- it's more like a cut off t-shirt you know the sleeves cut off and and gym shorts um both potential we're... stroke victims mm, p- potential yes um unconfirmed uh yeah has not been verified allegedly um, <laughs> allegedly um Large Marge is not apparently she doesn't listen to the show. She has not responded um with our with our secret code. Um but I will say she uh she had me going the other night. I was like Large Marge has never been hotter ever when she was uh she made like a clear concise um argument to impeach Biden over these uh <laughs> over these Pentagon links and I you know what I I'm going to pull that up. Um but it it honestly was the best case I've ever heard uh, of anybody like actually make a case to you know like a, a sitting member of Congress actually make a case for for impeachment of of all that I've read throughout history that was like leaps and bounds above the rest of them and this came from that fucking lunatic Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, I thought you could only impeach if there were like cigars and vaginas involved. Um, well, Large Marge has stuck more than one cigar up a vagina, I would bet. Zelensky's? Um, maybe. Maybe. Ah, eh, no, she really don't like Zelensky, but um, she should she should make a, a shirt that says Large Marge. I, I, I would buy one. I think you should send her one. I, I should. I should put the burning daylight logo right there in the uh-huh. somewhere. Uh-huh. Just like, yeah, have the burning daylight logo like right across the titties, and then have large Marge like large on top and Marge on bottom. I think, uh, I think that could sell. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll do it. She'll do it like AOC did with that dress at the Met Gala, and she'll wind mm-hmm. up putting large Marge on her ass. Uh, that'll cost her more money than she'll ever make, though. <laughs> <laughs> when the, when they when they uh, look up my my channel, though, like that that might be what gets uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene knocked out of Congress. It's being associated with this show. That'll be what finally gets the FBI to shut your ass down. Yeah, it might be. It <laughs> might be. Um, oh, let's see, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, I believe it was from her. Um, from the the representative um page, if I remember right. What's a shame, though, is that somebody like Marjorie has such a reputation for being a crazy ass whack job that even when she gets these things right, it's just yeah. completely written off. It's it's wild. Um, and she. Here we go. She she um, she tweets so damn much. It's hard to mm-hmm. you don't have it bookmarked or something. I probably did have a bookmark, but I'm also a boomer. Uh, when it comes to running Twitter on my computer, like I. I don't know if I've ever looked at Twitter on a, on a PC until I started this show. 
um, I always just did it from my phone, and then I could go to, you know, I know it that pretty well that way, but, um, yeah, I'm like my dad trying to connect to the internet, uh, <laughs> trying to find my bookmarks on, on Twitter. Is that because um, Twitter has become more traumatizing as you're seeing more hate in oh, your yeah. feed these days? Yeah, Elon fucking owned that BBC dude. <laughs> like that was, it was uh, it was gloriously like uh, painful to watch. You know, it was it was like the height of awkward. Um, when when you get made to look awkward by someone who's clearly autistic. Oh man, yeah. And yeah, just a fucking nerd, and but like straight up alpha him he's like no no, 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 no. well tell me tell me uh well i'll pull that up here in a, in a minute but uh mm, this is not the one i was i was looking for but um when when did because i sent you a screenshot of that didn't i it's possible um i know i sent She's one of those people. She tweets every five minutes. So yeah, I'm I'm at uh, the fourteenth. So I had, it should be around there somewhere. I have to first get through all of your random pictures of Freddie Mercury and AIDS. <laughs> I I didn't think that uh, so that much AIDS. An, I don't think I didn't think it got enough uh, enough love. I thought that was a really really good meme. Brad Paisley, still scrolling. You have uh, ADD. You know that, right? Uh, I've been told. They make pills. I, yeah. Not, I, I would like pills too much. It's like I keep thinking about Adderall. Like, I could get some shit done, man. Holy shit, this woman's tweets a bunch. Yeah. No, I think she saw the void that was left by Trump. Yeah, and thought, um, you know, someone's got to fill this. There's times where she's like, I, I really, I really like her. And then there's other times like, well, she, she compared Trump to Jesus the other day. And, um, all right. So what was Friday? Friday was the 14th, 14th. All right. So I went too far. Um, I don't know what I was saying. So, I mean, she filed articles of impeachment way back in, like, January, right? I think so. All right. So this is the one I, I, I sent. Because um, I, I thought this was the most clear, concise, and compelling case for impeachment of a, a sitting president that I've heard made by a setting, sitting member of Congress. So I don't know that I've ever looked at her official congressional picture that closely before. I mean, she actually looks fairly hot in that picture. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I, well, and she's a CrossFit chick, so she's, uh, you know, she's, yeah. she's no yeah. she's no slouch on the body area. She's just, uh, she's a little intimidating. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, like, but like white trash intimidating, you know? Like, uh, she, she might pull a firecracker and like stick it down your pants or something, you know? She, you never know. Wild card. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, MTG. Uh, when it comes to Ukraine, the Biden administration has lied to us from the very beginning. 
Joe Biden said the U.S. would not get involved in the war in Ukraine because Ukraine is not a NATO member nation. Yet over a year later, we've spent hundreds of billions of dollars uh, military equipment and so much ammunition that we have to borrow from foreign countries like South Korea to replenish our stockpile. We have now found out from a supposed 21-year-old National Guardsman that, uh, the Amer- that there are American military troops on the ground in Ukraine. Is this another Stu Scheller who revealed the truth about the Biden-Afghanistan withdrawal? If this is true, why are they there and what are they doing? <coughs> the U.S. troop presence, uh, U.S. troop presence in Ukraine to go to war with Russia, was never off- authorized by Congress. Never is all caps. Um, now the Biden administration and the DOJ want to arrest a lower, a likely low lever National Guardsman for exposing the truth. Truth in all caps. You got to get that boomer. Uh, and double question marks. Double question marks. Um, that that's the. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's how you get those uh, like sixty year old conservatives to just like. Ugh. Do you ever miss the hundred and forty character days? Yeah, I do. I like these things don't happen very often, but even so, two hundred eighty like sometimes those those are big, big tweets, and I, I don't know. I, I liked yeah, I like original Twitter where there wasn't really an alg- algorithm. You just uh, it was all all organic. <laughs> and and people just kind of talk shit. That was that was all. But it wasn't like screeching at each other. It was just like like really uh, you know witty comments and like snarky. Like it was mm-hmm. it was always snarky. But yeah, n- now it's just like rage all the time. Yeah. Um. Uh. Laya National Guardsmen for exposing the truth. It's Joe Biden, his administration, and the Department of Defense that are breaking the law. They're violating the Constitution by inserting us into an armed conflict that most Americans don't want and no Americans benefit from. The National Guardsmen that re- that released the, these Pentagon Papers is simply blowing the whistle on what re- is really taking place at the DOD. Yet he's being treated like a traitor and a, uh, and a criminal... It's the Biden admin and the DOD who are acting like criminals. They're the ones who should be held accountable for the, to the American people because of what they're doing in Ukraine. Our Constitution and the rule of law exist for a reason, and the Constitution is clear. It is Congress that must vote to go to war, but again, the Pentagon has involved us into a war that Congress never voted to approve. It is time we hold the Biden administration accountable for breaking the law. Hashtag impeach Joe Biden. Well done. Marjorie, like that was well thought out. Her well, staffer did a nice job. They did a really good job, but like, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of, it, of course, it's not anywhere near as far as I, I'd like to go, but for, uh, for, especially for an idiot like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like that was, that was well thought out, well, well said, and. I I couldn't agree more. These um except for one little area uh, on this particular and and uh <coughs> calling the dude a whistleblower. If indeed this is what happened where this so <coughs> I guess is a 21-year-old um Air National Guardsman from Massachusetts that supposedly was um, 
talking to his gamer buddies on a Discord server and started leaking these documents. Well, I don't even know if you'd call it leaking. It was just like he was he was trying to big dick his buddies, it sounds yeah. like. Who called him uh, the OG. So when you're 21 and your handle is the OG, mm-hmm. it tells you yeah what's going and, on on that server yeah and you're on a discord server mm-hmm. in, in the first place yeah that so <laughs> he it's, if this is what happened and i'm somewhat inclined to think so um but also i'm not sold not sold um if that's the case he was clearly not trying to blow the whistle he was just like showing off for his friends and i don't give a shit about like the the chain of command shit that uh that you're supposedly supposed to go through to be you know a government approved whistleblower i don't i don't care so much about that but i don't know how the media ended up with these these documents i don't know if like it was the <clears throat> this um what's his name to jack to I don't know if it was him that, that sent him to the media or if it was somebody from the Discord channel. I don't know if it was the CIA that planted them there. I, I don't know. Um, but it doesn't seem like this was like a Snowden thing or uh, <laughs> or a Daniel Ellsberg type situation. It was just as important, uh, the stuff that we found out, but how it got released mm. i'm not i'm not sold on him being a whistleblower i don't know what's your thoughts on that well, i think snowden kind of set the standard for what a whistleblower should look like you know he went to news outlets mm-hmm. he didn't just start throwing shit out on the internet mm-hmm. and he you know i don't know if you've watched any of the documentaries on him or anything about him, but he was very adamant up front that he was not supposed to be the story. And he was smart yeah. enough to know that would happen, but he requested over and over that, that, that wait, you know, that the real story here was the data collection and the spying and what was going on. Yeah. That kind of set the standard for what a whistleblower should look like. You well, know, that to me is, is what a hero whistleblower is. Mm. Well, and and if if you look back to like um the the original Pentagon papers with Daniel Ellsberg, I mean, he was <laughs> he was sneaking them out a little at a time and then going way across town to like a like an all-night copy place and <clears throat> but the same thing he went to the post and New York or the Washington Post and New York Times and uh <clears throat> and and also, they protected his identity. That's the craziest thing that I I saw that 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 really went down. Is I, I'm not surprised that they're not reporting on what was uh, leaked, but the fact that they essentially found the guy for the FBI is fucking wild. No, I mean they should the standard in journalism has always been to protect your sources, Mm -hmm. right? It makes no sense. It makes absolutely zero sense that the media would turn on the guy providing them the news story. Yeah. And, and then like 
barely report on what he actually released. And <clears throat> that's the craziest thing is like, if, if you pay attention at all, you probably knew we had troops in Ukraine already, you know, special operations type, type guys. Well, that confirmed it for us. And <clears throat> everybody should be like, what the fuck, man? Because all it takes is a stray um, missile. Maybe it's not even one intended for its target that falls on the wrong place. And one of our dudes gets killed. Well, what the fuck next? Like, then we're at war with Russia for, for real. Like, not, not just in the shadows like that. No, we're directly involved. Do you think there will be any real outcry? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Seymour Hirsch has been... Uh, he's been releasing uh, a story a week um, since he, he uh, broke the, the Nord Stream deal. <laughs> and it, it doesn't seem like there's much... Um, not a lot of coverage, but... I have noticed as he's uh, leaked stuff, like there's been nothing. And then all of a sudden you'll see some stories in the mainstream media that kind of corroborate what he says. And it's like a week or two later. And so that's when they must finally get their official. Okay. From the Pentagon or the CIA or wherever they're taking orders from. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that that's, I would I would recommend to go <coughs> follow him on Substack. It's a it's a paid subscription, but it's uh, it's well worth the five bucks a month because <coughs> he's uh, if what he's saying is true, and I have not a lot of reason to uh, you know believe that he's lying to us. He's been right about a lot of shit throughout the years. Um, he's on to something really fucking big and yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. It's uh it's a spooky time. Like it, it just feels like you know, who who's the Franz Ferdinand? Like some something could pop off just at any any moment. You know, I just I maybe it's just the bias of of things staying the same. I, there's been so many times where I've thought, oh, this is going to be the thing, you know? This yeah. is going to be the thing that finally shakes it up, that finally changes it. And I just don't see the normies giving a shit. Ah, well, they won't, they probably won't right at the beginning, but um, if, if shit really pops off, I was talking to uh, a history professor. Um, yeah, and he he's kind of on the, like we were talking about <laughs> reinstating the draft because i was like if, mm -hmm. if we come to like actual you know like declare war or whatever with russia i don't see how we fight that war without uh like a huge mobilization and he's like it, it's gonna be really hard to reinstate the draft I, I i agree with you there but if it does come to that i don't see how we fight a war without doing it <laughs> and it's uh <laughs> I don't know. I just, it seems like, I mean, like that Franz Ferdinand thing, that was such a regional thing. You think about it, but it kicked off. I mean, it just, it set the, 
they set the powder keg on fire and it led to all these treaties you know kicking into place and right now we we really only have one treaty that matters but it's a pretty fucking big treaty well the way we're bringing other countries into nato too it doesn't yeah. help no not at all and and that was done very quietly too yeah i like finland now which mm -hmm. shares the largest border with russia outside of uh, china is now in NATO. Well, I guess not officially yet, but by this summer will be and something happens there. Poland, same thing. They're they're in NATO and they share a border with Russia and or no, I guess they are they're they're with Belarus, I think, but But there's been yeah. almost no coverage of Finland. Mm -mm. You know, that that has huge implications. Yeah, it's um you know, Dave DeCamp on anti war uh news covers it quite a bit but that's that's about it that i've <clears throat> that i've seen um that uh that brian dean wright started doing his his podcast again and um <clears throat> he he's pretty he does a really pretty good podcast for you know like this like a quick news update I, um but I, I kind of have to agree with something that Sager on Breaking Points always says. You know, he always questions the idea of being an ex-CIA operative. There's no such thing yeah. as ex-CIA. And yeah. I, every time I listen to that Brian D. Wright one, I hear Sager in the back of my head. Mm. And I know. Like, I, uh, but the, the stories that he brings out, and also if you keep that in the back of your head, you also see like what his angle is when, he's, when he brings them up. But also... I have no doubt that that guy loves America and like he might, he, he's not, he's a spook, but he's, he's not like the guy pulling the, you know, the strings of power. Like this is a guy that was just honestly working to, <clears throat> because he, he's an American. So like I, while I might disagree with him, I don't, I don't really question his, uh, his ulterior motives, you know, like I, I, he might be trying to shift the conversation one way and, and, you know, do a little sleight of hand, but at the end of the day, he's not trying to come get my guns. <laughs> you know, that that's, I don't, I don't think that, that of, of the guy, I think he's, he's actually a, a, you know, sure enough, kind of a Patriot type guy, maybe a little misguided on, on his foreign policy, but. So he's the real life American dad cartoon. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. I don't. He's not quite as. Uh, well, he's not. He's he's not at all cartoonish. But yeah, like that that type of like if if you put a caricature of him, I think I would I'd say that him and like Buck Sexton are kind of the same way. Um. Also, you know, ex CIA, Evan Hafer, same way, ex CIA. But I don't know. It's uh. Like I said, I don't, they're not going to be the dude kicking down my door to to come come get guns or you know give the the forbidden laptop up like I, I don't there's some guys that that i i see like anybody who's on lindsey graham's staff like in in his security detail i, I could see that dude kicking my door down to get a laptop um but i, I don't see i don't know there, there's you get a kind of get a feeling about some people and maybe that's just because they're cia i don't know so you're gonna volunteer to go fight in ukraine fuck no i uh i got bad eyes and and bad ankles and uh, flat feet 
I wish I had flat feet. Clint Mandel's <laughs> got flat feet, but uh, I, I don't. I don't have the flat feet. But I've got, I've got bad enough eyes where they they wouldn't take me voluntarily. So I don't think they're gonna draft me. So depends how desperate they get, right? That's true. Um, <laughs> I was looking up the other day how old they were drafting into World War II because I was thinking, surely, surely we're we're getting too old for that shit now. Not at all. Uh, there, there's a um, <clears throat> like a. <clears throat> it's kind of like a band of brothers, but uh, Mike Rowe narrated it, and it, and but it's instead of live action, it's kind of like a graphic novel. Um, and it's, I forget what what uh what unit it was, but it's it's um, it's U.S. Army, but they're uh, coming up through Italy and and stuff, <clears throat> and um, it showed really um. Like it was, and it's based off of a, off of a book. I don't remember. Um, I can't remember it, the name, but the Liberator. Yeah, maybe so. Liberators. Yeah, and uh, they were showing how when they, when they got into Germany proper, um, like they were hitting the last lines of defense. So it was just nothing but old dudes and young boys uh, that were and. And then the, some commander, you know, on a loudspeaker, you you will fight to the last German. And uh, <laughs> it's fucking wild. And I, I think Ukraine's not too far from that, um, from that at the moment. Like they're, I, I've seen videos, and who knows if it's real or not. That's the weirdest thing about this this fucking war. Is like I, I don't have any clue what what's going on. Like the the biggest kind of revelation that we got from these these papers that were released is yeah it's not going at all like they're telling us in the media like if you look what they're saying in at the pentagon and uh you know like ukraine's gonna be out of air defense missiles in like a week or so <laughs> and they've exhausted their artillery supply and our uh, artillery supply holding out on this Bakhmut city, which is really has no strategic significance at all. <clears throat> and they're about to lose it anyways. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Uh, yeah. So now like that, that actually does kind of put us vulnerable as a, <clears throat> you know, for, from the homeland point of view, I, I still, we we hit the the fucking jackpot on geographic location, but when when you don't have any artillery to to beat back uh, ships and stuff, ah, well, it makes it a little bit harder, you know, or you know, mm -hmm. puts a little crack in the armor. From a draft perspective, I don't. Was it four years ago that they started talking about requiring women to sign up for the selective service? Yeah, it wasn't very long ago. It would be interesting to see how all that would play into it. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they predicted this whole trans thing coming through, and uh, and they saw that as a workaround, so they they went ahead and just like slid that in. Because uh, I mean, come on, unless unless the women are just like. The, like the top two or three in the country, they're they're not drafting them to go 
go serve on the front line. Not yet, anyways. And so much cannon fodder you need, I suppose. <laughs> That's true. I mean, uh, I I can't imagine what the massacre would be trying to invade California. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> with all those military bases there. And just with the shit. Just arm the homeless people. They'll throw their shit at you. Oh, It'll dude, be fine. Dude, you'll have a bunch of Northern Californians coming out of the woods to go, <laughs> go line the coast. I get would you would have Texans going to California to go line the coast. I mean, you you it would be a fucking slaughter. <laughs> it would who it would it would be bad. Um so I, I'm just when it comes I don't know. To that, no, you're. Do you remember Sarah Palin made a big deal when she was running oh, yeah, about how it. she could see Russia <laughs> from her front step? So all this time that we've made fun of Sarah Palin, turns yeah. out bitch knew what she was talking about. Well, you know, she's just a she's just old mama bear. Um, <laughs> Alaska. I mean. They might, they might be able to invade it a little ways, but then the bears would fucking eat them. So so I was gonna not... say, but would anybody really care? Yeah, I mean, by the time they got to Canada, they'd just be like, hey, what's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> There's like three Russians over here. <laughs> It'd be like uh, when, when they went up the Yukon Trail back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm... We we really did hit the jackpot on that that end, but also you got to have uh, ammo. You can have all the guns you want, but you got to have ammo. And uh, yeah, we we're we're literally. It's hard to say why we're why exactly we're borrowing ammunition from South Korea. Like, are we doing it to backfill our supply, or if we? They're trying to do the the old switcheroo and give it to Ukraine. I'm not sure. Probably a little bit of both. Um, but the fact that we don't like all of a sudden we're like, oh shit, that that might be a problem. Like that's what are we paying all this money to the defense budget for if like we can't like that? That's one thing I never questioned is like we always had the best shit, and uh, I think we still do. But like. Where where's the inventory? Like, what the fuck have I been paying for? Goddamn. Well, what'd you think about the phone tapping of Zelensky? Mm. Yeah, that one. Uh, that that one's also telling because behind closed doors, when he's not talking to Western powers, he's like, no, when. If we get these long-range missiles and, and fighter jets, we're straight. We're striking into Russia itself. Which I mean, obviously we haven't learned from history, but like that one should be like a really, like big flashing red light. It's like don't invade Russia. But also, I mean, you you'd think the same thing about Afghanistan, but we. It's spring. Us, He'll be fine. That's only a rule in winter. Right. Right. Um, but it it's going to be like late fall when when he first gets those uh, those Abrams that we're supposed to be sending them. And uh, <coughs> I'm not even like I don't even fault Zelensky for wanting to strike in, into Russia. Like, I, I get that you guys are at war. But these F-16s cost like like a hundred million dollars a piece or some shit like that. 
and all the Ukrainian pilots are trained on Soviet MiGs. And so, like, we, we send 14 F-16s over and 12 of them get crashed before they actually see combat. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Well, that's why we send troops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. It's interesting. You gotta train and uh, advise. Classic mission creep. Well, you know, look at what happened with Japan in World War II. Shouldn't mm -hmm. we at some point learn lessons? You would think so. Um, on uh, Drinking Bros, uh, Dan Holloway has been going off on this a uh, lot here lately. But not only us, but Germany. We're like We've cut ourselves off at the knees because we, we stopped. Uh, I mean, we cut back our, our oil production drastically. <clears throat> and all of this green energy bullshit, all, all the components come from China. And and Germany, which like me and Aaron were talking the other day, like Germany's really good at fighting war, but they're not good at like managing war because they don't have resources. I don't know what you're talking about. Those trains ran on fucking time. They did, but they until they ran out of shit. <laughs> and then, and then uh, but that that was the whole reason why like um, the rise and fall of the Third Reich is such, a, such an interesting uh, book. But it, it, the guy that wrote it was a, uh, a war correspondent for um, CBS or something like that, NBC. One of the, whoever was around back in, in World War II, but like, he, he was living in Berlin. And like, he wrote this whole, whole big, um, you know, I, guess, I don't know if you call it thesis or whatever, but it's, seven eight hundred page uh book of in rise and fall of the third reich but his his whole deal was to capture western europe and hope that great britain would stay out because great britain had the mm -hmm. industrial capacity and they had a really good navy and so they really didn't want to fight great britain <clears throat> and then he kind of they kind of laughed at us at the time um but also didn't want us involved because we saw what we could we could spin up for war production. But Germany was always trying to get to the east because that's where the wheat was and that's where the oil was. And they when once they ran out of materials, that they lost the war. And also their their leader was on fucking meth, so that that didn't help either. Um, as, as the war drag, dragged on. But, like, Germany already doesn't have resources. Uh, that Nord Stream was a huge boom for them because they, they got cheap Russian natural gas and they were not able, only able to supply their, their industrial capacity, but they were able to export, um, you know, at a profit, all this, this extra Russian gas. <coughs> we cut that off. And Germany, for whatever reason, still stays with us. I'm still, like, I don't turn your back on Germany. They they might do some shit. I don't trust. I don't know why we, we ever became allies with them. Like, sure, reunite them or whatever. But, like, mm, you guys can never have weapons again. I'm, I'm like, ultimately, I'm a, a Second Amendment absolutist, except for Germany. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, those guys are just too good at, at fighting war and they're they they, they kind of fuck shit up um but they so now they don't have the cheap gas they've been shutting down their nuclear reactors and they have no backups like they're they're literally the price of firewood went up like a thousand percent uh this last winter and luckily it was a pretty mild winter over there for them but you have to wonder if we're actually that far behind them. Like, are, are we doing anything different? No, like we we're doing the same thing as the the. Now the only thing between us and them is we can turn production back on. Um, <clears throat> you know, it might take a little bit to ramp up, but all all they got to do is say like, "Hey, go drill," and. They'll go drill and we'll get we'll get oil in a, in a pretty quick amount of time. But they'll they'll have to build more. Ref, they should build more refineries and whatnot. But um, I don't get where Germany falls into all this because they we really fucked them. If if we indeed blew up that that Nord Stream pipeline, we fucked them good and hard. And you know that they have to know. Oh yeah, I mean, was the New York Times reported like uh, maybe it's just better off for everybody if we don't know what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, mm, so that's like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> we we did that. But a German-Russian alliance seems unlikely too. Yeah, uh, I think so. I'm. It seems almost as unlikely as uh, you know the Ukrainians you know, accepting Russian occupation, you know, outside of those, those areas that, that Russia is trying to control, like they're, they're not going to take Kiev. I don't think, I mean, and if they do, it's, it's not going to be peaceful there for any time in our lifetime. Uh, like the Ukrainians and the, the Polish, like they really got fucked from both sides, you know, <laughs> like they, they really, they really got hit hard during uh you know from 1900 to 1945 i mean they well and even afterwards you know during the soviets i mean 100 years they got fucked over so i understand why the ukrainians are fighting well that's but, why that, why the polish are considered black now yeah pretty much mm -hmm. yeah and the poles are like trying like hell to get people involved and i also like i, I kind of get where they're coming from but also like you know what that means when when everybody gets involved and you're like maybe just tone it down a little bit but also from their point of view i'm like yeah i kind of get where they're coming from i just can't see you know there was a study that came out a couple weeks ago that's been talked about on a lot of different platforms that looked at patriotism since mm -hmm. the 90s to now and how much that has dropped off right that's how they sell us involvement in all of these things is by tapping in to our sense of patriotism yeah. if that's gone i don't know that they could ever yeah. pull the well, support they need i mean like all the the young guys that listen to this show and like my my nephews and and friends that i know, like i would tell them don't know like burn your fucking draft card man because it ain't worth it <clears throat> we uh we're not ready and the people leading us into that mm, i don't trust them a bit like 
If you, if you talk to just about any guy that served over in Iraq and Afghanistan right now, they'll they'll tell you the same thing. Like, no, nah, fuck no. Fuck no. It was bad enough when we were there, and we were fighting the pissant army. Now we got to go, like, fight conventional warfare. <laughs> the whole different thing, and we don't have the leadership uh, to actually win that war. You know, like, <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm still not worried about us getting invaded, but... <laughs> The people that are going to be defending the homeland, should that actually happen, are not going to be our best by any means, because the best will be killed overseas. Hmm. So I don't know. It's um, I, I really hope they they come to some sort of solution and. And these fucking war hawks don't drag us in. Um, that that's the thing that, that worries me the most. Is just I don't I don't have a doubt that we could, if it would just came to conventional weapons, even modern day conventional weapons. But take the nukes out of the the equation, we can beat the Russians. But fuck, man, we'll see. We've seen what the Russians do when they're they're attacked. They just throw bodies at the at the deal and. That's not good for either side. And we're seeing that with eight months in Bakhmut. Fuck, man. It's it's not good. Like, you don't want... That's not a war anybody wants. Well, you know things are weird when China's being the responsible adult in the room saying, children, children, can't know, we all like, talk? China has played us so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, once, once the Saudis start trading oil in the, in the yuan... Shit, man, that's gonna it's gonna get rough. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you yeah. think the unipolar moment is over? I yeah, I think so. I think it's that's done. <laughs> Brazil's calling out the U.S. too for uh, for encouraging this war, and uh, like rightfully so. Um, I hate to hear any sort of lecture from from Brazil or really <laughs> any other country, but they're not wrong. I mean, fuck them anyways, but they're not wrong. Hmm? <clears throat> no, I... Yeah, when you're getting I... told you're unethical by any country, really, in South America... Yeah. Yeah, I know, it kind of... <laughs> Shit's getting weird. You're, you kind of, you kind of like, hey, fuck you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, that that's kind of what the entire world says to us when when we were like, hey, you can't, you can't invade a sovereign country. Fuck <laughs> you, man. <laughs> ask Iraq how that, that turned out. Ask, ask, ask Syria. How, that, that's another thing. The Middle East is about to pop off again, too. Like, mm-hmm. Always. Uh, the Saudis and the Iranians are, are, are uh, teaming back up, and now, like, Israel might be kind of properly fucked here. <laughs> and, uh, if if we're gonna go fight anywhere, it's probably gonna be Israel. I mean, on I I don't know Taiwan or Israel, but the the propaganda coming out of Israel is real though. I mean, like it's it's pretty freaking wild the spin that they've oh, got. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and you gotta you gotta preface this like because I'm not anti-Semitic at all. I like giving my my buddy Rob a hard time for for being Jewish, but that's just because we're dudes. It's what we do. Um. No, and there there's this weird thing with with the the Christian right and in is in Israel. Like they're uh 
I, I heard on Scott Horton the other day, and I, I'm, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but apparently there's something in, it's not in the Bible itself, but it's in, in some of the Jewish teachings that uh, you cannot pray at, um, what's the, the mosque there, um, there in Jerusalem? I, I can't remember. Uh, I keep wanting to say Ansar al-Sharia, but I think that's a, it's like an ISIS group. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that does sound like an ISIS group. Uh, it's um, Al Alaska, Alaska Mosque, um, and and so I think it's like right there with the Wailing Wall and you know the old temple, and it's it's considered like the third most holy site in Islam, and in the Jewish text, like you're not allowed to pray there unless. Um, like you bless yourself with the the ashes of a solid red heifer. So a bunch of the Zionists in Israel teamed up with one of these mega pastors in in Texas, and they did a whole bunch of genetic stuff to produce uh, these these solid red heifers, and then exported them to to Israel. I always wondered what the hell the Red Angus people were thinking. Man, yeah, I wonder. I get it I wonder, now. I wonder if that how much the the red angus association got from got from the state of israel but and i don't know that i it's like I said, it's, it's one of those i'm gonna do an episode on that someday because it it sounds interesting and it sounds insane but also i could see it happening uh -huh. <laughs> um but it supposedly it's being uh pushed by like the essentially like the fascist wing of the of the Israeli government, like the, the coalition that Netanyahu had, uh, had to build like a big, uh, proportion of that are like far more militant than he is. And Netanyahu's about as militant as they come. And, uh, so anyway, it, it's, it's interesting, but they're like, they're, they're doing that so they can burn these heifers and, uh, and, and just, you know, bless the, all the Zionists to go pray at the Alaska mosque just to inflame tensions and hopefully that the Palestinians uh, attack first so that they can respond, you know, with, uh, you know, with the, the wrath of God and uh, sounds real conspiratorial, but also I could see it happening. Well, like a month ago, there was some flunky of Netanyahu that, was making the rounds of all the shows. She's on Bill Maher and a bunch of them, mm. you know, going on and on and on about how violence and hatred towards Jews was on the rise. And it was Gosh. such a clear, like misdirect. Yeah. From what was going on, you know, don't pay attention to Netanyahu trying to change the rules so he can never be ousted. Just look at how much everybody hates Jews. Yeah. It's, uh, that's kind of how it's always been with Israel is like, you can't, you can't really, um, criticize them without be call, being, you know, being called an anti-Semite or something. And it's like, ah, but I, I don't, I don't have anything against Jewish people at all. I'm just like that, that government seems like it's, uh, not, not great. You know, <laughs> it seems yeah. like they're, 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 uh, they've got people backed into a corner and then they just keep poking them mm -hmm. waiting for them to, and I don't know. It's, 
and that, that's like saying it nicely if you if you want to say it the other way that's a, it's a fucking apartheid state uh, absolutely word. and that doesn't mean that uh jesus wasn't a jew himself um but like like hey this particular group of jews seems like a bunch of assholes you know mm -hmm. it's like uh but there there's you no know, you can't you can't criticize israel without be call, being called an anti-semite and then you're like man you wonder why there's a whole lot of people talking about the the old jq nowadays mm -hmm. if you'd let them discuss it and you let uh let the jewish people respond appropriately uh you know and like have an actual debate about it like a lot of those people are like eh. no maybe it's just the rich jews that are, that suck you know it's kind of like the rich people everywhere just kind of suck you know doesn't matter what the the ethnicity or, or religion is like yeah the the more more rich you get and the more power you accumulate like the, just kind of the bigger dick you are it, to me it's a lot like the woke situation we say here where you've got a bunch of these jewish israelis complaining that people mm. are being mean to them like you are the privileged class there what what the hell are you talking about i know yeah and I, it's like a college educated white woman in america complaining that people are mean to oh, her no you word. are the privileged class i know Stop. there's nothing funnier than watching uh like a middle-aged white karen lecture a black person about how they're you know they don't they don't know the plight of the black man he's <laughs> like dude, dude i'm fucking black from the hood i i get it um yeah it's it's fucking wild um you know like on, on that uh i i guess going back to kind of the opening deal with the with the trans shit like i i really don't want to give bud light any more publicity than they they already got but mostly because that just that stuff sucks like i've never never been a bud light fan I'm a, I'm a Colorado guy and uh, not, not really not even one for brand loyalty, but I know that every time I've drank Bud Light, it's given me a headache. Regardless I honestly think the last time I had a Bud Light was probably at your house 20 years ago. <laughs> probably, probably. Like I didn't um, realize there were still people drinking that shit. I, I know it's, it, but it, I mean, as a marketing standpoint, it fucking worked. People are talking about Bud Light now. Um, but on on the other end, like I, I it is kind of nice to see the like the conservative wing finally like just be like, hey, what the fuck, man? And it, it's funny that it had to come to, to beer and a shitty beer at that. But also the only trans stuff that I see anymore comes from conservative people. Mm -hmm. And here's I, I get being upset about the like indoctrinating the kids like that I, I really understand where you're coming from um the easiest thing to do is just homeschool your kids i mean that, that that's the, the easiest solution but um otherwise yeah you're gonna have to kind of pay attention to that shit but at what point are you just promoting it because i i don't i follow a lot of left-wing accounts too just to see what they're they're bitching about and 
I see them drinking Bud Light because uh, you're boycotting Bud Light, but I don't see a whole lot of trans shit uh, except from the conservatives. And just like, mm. seems like if you would have ignored it, might, that shit might have went away a little bit quicker. I don't know. It's interesting though because they ignored when Jack Daniels did it a few years ago. They came yeah. out with a big, and you didn't hardly hear anything about that. No, and then maybe I, Jack I Daniels seen, is too expensive to make a big show of dumping out. We had to wait for it to be something cheaper. Maybe so. Um, but you know, like you, you see a lot of uh, posts on Facebook of you know they, they post the can of the the Coors can with John Wayne on it, and then mm -hmm. somebody will post underneath it, you know, the Coors Coors logo in, uh, in the pride flag, and you're like, I mean, it's, it's all they've all done it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I quit buying Levi's years ago, and I, I fucking hate that. Levi's 501s are still, to this day, the best pair of jeans ever made on this earth. And I haven't bought them since they started, came out, they were donating money to anti-gun groups. And I fucking pisses me off. To this day, I've, I've gone through, I don't know how many different styles of jeans, and some of them are okay, some of them are not good, and... None of them are as good as Levi's 501s, but fuck them. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend money at a place that's gonna actively try to take my guns away. Wasn't there something with Carhartt like a year ago or so? Something with the vaccine uh, mandates, I think. Mm. I can't remember for sure. <laughs> and yeah, like all, all the like, Kid Rock was one of the more famous ones where he. He took a submachine gun to all his Bud Light, which is a cool video. Not gonna lie, I, I would. He I was probably to gonna it. do it anyway. Let's, I know. Let's I, be honest. <laughs> I kind of. I was. I wish I was there. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Kid Rock seems like a good hang. He does. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> he, he's an idiot, but he seems like he's a good hang. And uh, that would have been fun as shit. But like, what what point are you proving? Like, you already you already gave him money. Like, mm -hmm. might as well drink it and get some enjoyment out of it. And. uh <laughs> I don't know. The same way with people burning their Carhartt jackets. I mean, yeah, if that thing wasn't ready to be done, I would have held on to it. You uh -huh. know? <laughs> like that shit costs money. So, yeah. Uh... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. This one's going to take you a little off topic, but it's a good one for all of you cowboys in the West to be thinking about as we we're talking about oil land being taken out of production. I don't know if you've seen, but the BLM has released a new proposal. Their mandate, right, is to be multi-use. Uh -huh. And they are going to make conservation an equal use to grazing or oil production so that a permit oh. can be solely purchased to place it into conservation. Uh. So they're they're trying to expand the national parks and you know I'm not yep. even opposed to expanding the the national parks. I think the national park systems is one of the only thing the the progressives got right. How it's been managed since then has been awful. Um, but there, there's a lot of stuff I would like to see. Like, hey, you can't build houses here. Like, uh, you know, and I, I'm. Everybody knows I'm I'm pretty dyed in the wool libertarian, but I'm also from rural America, and I've I've seen the, like the constant just urban creep. And I, there's some places where like, no, fuck you, you can't build a house there. 
Like if you wanna you wanna take that and you know reintroduce some wilderness or whatever, like fine. But also like the equal use stuff. Mm. No, I, I think there's. I, I don't agree with that. I. It's gonna make a lot happens. more competition for those grazing permits. That's for sure. When now somebody you know Wild Earth Guardians or whoever can be bidding on those permits for the sole purpose of doing nothing with it. That wasn't a thing before and now it will be. Yeah. And, uh, I, I guess we'll find out how, how bad some people want to stay in, in business too. Like that's, uh, uh, I'm, I don't know that, that, that's a, that's a tough deal. Um, I'm not, I'm not in favor of just like putting something completely in conservation, but I, I will say at the, in the, at the end of the day, at least it's not a fucking subdivision. Um, ah, that's, I don't know, man. That's, uh, from a, from a libertarian standpoint, you know, I don't, I don't want the government to decide it whatsoever, but it's also government land, which they shouldn't have. And so like, we can't just say like, Hey, the government shouldn't own that. And like, well, I agree with you, but they do. So. What, what what the fuck are we talking about? You know, we can we can talk about how they shouldn't all day long, but how are we gonna how are we gonna able to be able to make this better for for like our our type of people? Yeah, it it's just definitely something to for all you guys at West to keep on your radar. Yeah, that's uh that's a good one to to definitely pay attention to um have you heard any updates from this deal in new mexico where they're shooting all those those wild cattle on the 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 gila national forest only that they had done it again but you know i I think i take the unpopular opinion on that one with your audience because i feel like they weren't supposed to like we ran on blm for many, many mm. years, I, you know, I've spent a lot of time working with federal lands and there's pretty clear rules on when those cattle become owned by the state. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with getting them out of there. Like, I mean, <laughs> that that's kind of the one of the rubs against the, the Bundy family is because they kind of let their cattle just go everywhere. And and Nevada is a a fence them out state, but uh, I mean his his cattle were on the golf course, you know, fairly regularly, <laughs> like what like a long ways from where where they were supposed to be, and it's open range and whatnot. But also, you're supposed to even open range, you're supposed to kind of control where your cattle go. Um, but to to just shoot them from from a helicopter like hogs and leave them that that's it's such a waste i'm okay with it if it means we can start shooting horses too <laughs> yeah but that's <laughs> that ain't happening <laughs> guarantee you that ain't happening um i i would agree with you on that um you know on that condition but um yeah it's just <sighs> These environmentalists are something else, you know, like I, so 
we had issues out on BLM. Wild cows were a thing. You know, you would have a maverick get away and start his own little herd. And they'd get real inbred and it was a problem. And that was just how it was taken care of, you know. And nobody cried over it. it just was what it was. I, I don't know. I have a hard time feeling real worked up over shooting a bunch of wild cows. I used to try to figure out if I could sell hunts. You know? Yeah. Anybody I mean, want to pay to come shoot a wild cow? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there somebody would. Guaranteed. Shit, we, we were shooting buffalo because the state of Utah would release them as wildlife. And I, I don't know if it came as a real shock to them that they don't just stop at the state border. But they would cross right into Colorado and Colorado views them as livestock. So the second yeah. they're on your property, they're trespassing livestock. And we would have parties and have everybody out from town to go hunt down and shoot the damn buffalo. You got like a it, buffalo robe? If you don't have a buffalo robe, you're wasting everybody's time. <laughs> I, so oh, horses, terrified of those things. Oh, I bet. Um, they can smell them. Nothing gets done. They, um, there's a lot of cutting horse trainers that'll have a buffalo on hand though, just to to work their their colts. But I, I one, I've always heard like getting them up to them the first time is not. It's kind of like getting them up to a donkey, too. I mean, like, if they haven't ever seen a donkey, they'll they'll freak the fuck out. Or a goat. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was uh, I was riding my Mustang today, and we had uh, one of our heifers calved. And so I had a little, kind of a cute little shit, Holstein calf, and uh, she was not not real happy about that one. Did you just call a Holstein cute? Uh, the calf, the, the, the baby calves, they're kind of cute. I'm not gonna lie, um, they're dumber and shit, like dumber than their older sisters, but kind of cute. The place we bought in Nebraska came with about two dozen peacocks. <laughs> not <laughs> not kidding at all. The horses would not come in for weeks. I believe that 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 mm -hmm. there's, I mean, if if you had never seen a peacock before in your life. As a human, mm -hmm. uh, when they spread like they, and they'll just flip it out. Like they don't scare mm -hmm. the shit out of you right that first. Time. Well, and then and it horse, shakes and it sounds like a rattlesnake. Yeah, and then the then a horse. Come on, yeah, I, I get it. I, I get why they would. Mm -hmm. We're we're down to about a dozen. I think that's what will survive <laughs> if we don't give a shit. Also, it turns out no, but it turns out that they nest in the alfalfa, which doesn't do well with the swather. <laughs> <laughs> did, did it clog up the swather at all no but you're just kind of cruising along and then it's like shit what what are all those feathers <laughs> oh you haven't ate a, a peacock yet i i would you got to try one i, I, I keep don't... threatening the kids that that's what we're gonna have for every holiday but... you should you should just roast peacock <laughs> no, Logan looked up on, with our youngest one time what they sell for online uh -huh. and then was like, well, shit, I, I guess throw some corn at him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's only the, the males that have the big plumage, right? Yeah, but they lose them every fall. They drop all those feathers in a big huh. pile every fall and then regrow them. Huh. I'm sure I've seen one of the hens before, but... Are, they're kind of ugly, I'd imagine. Yeah, they're just kind of brownish, and yeah, I I know I've seen them before, but I can't I can't picture them. 
And they uh, scream we, all day. Yeah, we had some neighbors that had, had a whole bunch of peacocks and peahens, but mm-hmm. yeah, you only remember the males because I got the. I mean, it is a pretty impressive display if you're if you're a you know female bird, I guess. And it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty impressive set of feathers. Uh, yeah, you 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 should uh you should yeah you should roast one up for Thanksgiving and see what see what it tastes like. You got to uh, be probably... careful because out of all those peacocks, we had one chick that like lived to maturity this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently they're not real smart. We found like dead ones in the water tank floating. Oh, yeah. Birds in the water tanks. Uh, that's a that's a common occurrence. We we had uh, <coughs> we, we get these. Uh, what do they call them? Um, they're like a swallow, but. Uh, uh, starling. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like thousands of them, and we we they're pretty nasty, them. aren't they? Yeah, um, the little table beside our one of our shoots was just white with bird shit. It, it's fucking gross. Uh, but we we put out poison grain on those, and for about two days, you just have you know poison birds flying into the horse barn, like hitting off the back wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting i never thought i'd be a peacock farmer but here i am well there you go um there was there was a funny story i was gonna end up in the show with but i I forget what it was now i may well see it i'm sure i put it in my notes if not well if anybody's in the market for peacock feathers my 11-year-old's trying to make, like, an Etsy business out of this shit, so hit me up. Oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna use this one anyways. Uh, I was going to use it, and then I heard it on Legion of Skanks today, so I was like, I don't want to sound like I was uh, copying from them, but I saved this on the 11th of, of April, so I think I had it first what i'm gonna say anyways um uh, (laughs) i'm already getting messages asking if i want to sell peacocks (laughs) (laughs) joe you're gonna have to take it up with my 11 year old i'll pass on your information (laughs) uh joe which joe drink walter oh yeah that fucking hippie. <laughs> um, what was that? Uh, so it was the New York Post. It is funny to watch the dogs get their asses kicked by him. Oh yeah, the they did not they not hang up, or they not they not hold up well against a, a peacock. I mean, I think I would be kind of terrified. Well, yeah, probably. They're big. What kind of dogs. Like just our border collies. Oh well, border collies get scared at their own shadow. Yeah, but it's a big ass bird. Um. And you have to throw them peanuts. Peanuts, huh? Yeah, I guess they need some kind of like seed oil. In their lives, 
So oh. I now I now buy peanuts in bulk. That's my life. Damn it! I can't find this this article now. But I think it was Florida. I'll, I'll read it off my my phone. Um, oh no, it's Chicago. Alleged gang member with Down syndrome indicted in separate Chicago mor- murders. An alleged gang member with Down syndrome has been charged with the murders of two men just two day or ten days apart in Chicago, according to a local report. Is this Rob? (laughs) (laughs) It's his it's his twin brother. (laughs) Um all right, so now Nicholas Smush is his For real, that's his name? Smush? Mush. Uh, well, nickname anyways. Uh, Samudio is his last name. Uh, a, he's a member of the Latin Kings. <laughs> um, here we go. I'll, I found it now. Um, shot man dead in front of, in front of his pregnant wife. Oh, wow. Road rage attack with second victim killed in mistaken identity shooting. Uh, member of the Chicago Keck. Whoa. (laughs) You should prepare people before you scroll down to that mugshot. (laughs) All right, hold on. I gotta, I gotta pee real quick. I'll be right back. All right. Well, how how turned on are you by this guy? I mean, it's like the next Fifty Shades of Grey should probably feature him. It looks like somebody put his regular selfie in Photoshop and then just like clicked on his nose and drug it to the side. It would be like if Snapchat came out with a down syndrome filter 
Um, but see, for for me, he doesn't even look like so much Down syndrome as uh, inbred. Mm, Arkansas. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, Illinois, I mean, that's almost the south, the southern part of Illinois. So, I mean, it's it's not inconceivable. I'm liking the cocky smile, too. I feel like that really adds to it. Yeah, that's a... It's like I come hither. He's been arrested 17 times since his 18th birthday, and he's 22 years old. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. So I does mean, that mean that the gang was like, you know what, the perfect mule, perfect mule, we're going to get us a I, retard? I think so. I think so. Um, member of the Chicago sect of the Latin Kings who has Down syndrome is accused of killing a man in front of his pregnant wife in a road rage attack and then killing a man in a case of mistaken identity 10 days later. So uh, the, the pregnant woman didn't get him arrested, but the other, the other guy got him arrested. Um, Nicholas Smush Samudio, 22 in February, is who's alleged uh, on February 16th. Samudio is accused of shooting Umberto Marine Garcia dead following a road rage incident in the Bridgeport section of the city. While on February 26th, he allegedly shot and killed Tom, uh, Tomas Villa in the North Lawndale neighborhood after mistaking him for a member of a rival gang. Do you think smush is, like, in reference to his face? It's gotta be. It's gotta it's be. Gotta be. Or maybe, like, during one of the gang initiations when he had to, you know, had to have one of the girls uh, get fucked by him, he just, like, smushed it up against her leg or something. How is that where you go? I, I'm thinking outside the box. You're, I feel like your brain is a scary place. Why well, are you not all that wrong? Um, <laughs> He's going to have fun in prison. During his first hearing in court, Samudio's lawyer disclosed that the client had been diagnosed with Down syndrome, a condition that caused both mental and physical disabilities. I, I wonder what his physical disabilities were. Because he seems like he's, like I said, he doesn't look so much downsy as he does inbred. His trigger finger works. Yeah, I mean, worked twice at least. Um, that's the duty he killed. Um, so, in front of his pregnant wife, and then this is he mistook this guy. For that maybe that's where the downs comes in because he mystic this guy for a that guy looks like he's starting a tech company ah uh, he looks like um you know pedro from napoleon dynamite's nerdy grown cousin. up mm, yeah 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 he looks like uh the mexican version of napoleon dynamite kind of <laughs> um but that he was thought to be a member of a rival gang uh, man, his hair's combed. That's a. Uh, I would not respect that gang at all if that was no. the leader. It's a gang that like does a lot of snapping as they walk. Yeah, like instead of the the drug trade, they're just like playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um. His lawyer also said that Smudio worked. Uh, both a demolition company and a furniture mover. Well, retard strength. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, 
But then that yeah. also leads back to what physical disability does he have if he can move furniture for a living? I mean, the dude looks like he could pick up a couch. Just like throw it in the truck. <laughs> Full size sectional, you know. Uh, he's charged with felony murder, attempted murder, and aggravated discharge of a firearm. 17 times in four years. Like, that's... They need to catch his uh, his game. It's got to be mostly drug charges, right? Has to be, has to be. But like, you gotta you gotta find his like his boss because like that. You almost need like a a union uh, dispute for that guy. Like seventeen times in four years, like that. Like overplaying your hand, I think. You're gonna start to see the gangs now actively recruiting downs. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and it goes into Chicago politics, which uh, also has a downs. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You listen to the the guy that's supposed or that's going to take over for Lori Lightfoot, and you're just like, man, I kind of like that Lori Lightfoot lady. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, holy shit. I didn't think anything would make her look good except for well, apparently this new this new mayor, but she'll yeah. be the new Bud Light campaign. Yeah. Crazy. Who put that uh, ugly mug on a can? You know, I was really wanting uh Bush Light to to lean into this trans deal too, just so I could watch a bunch of farmers and their heads explode as they're <laughs> just like taking. No, they've just got the John Deere cans. I know, but I, I I wanted him like full trans though, like pre-op and like like kind of a nudie can, so they're, they're <laughs> just, like, drinking a dick the entire time. <laughs> and, and you know they're they're gonna do it anyways because those, those farmers like they love them some bush lattes. I did not realize how thick the affinity for bush was until I moved to farmer country. It's something else. Yeah, it's something else. That Midwest. Uh, yeah, the the bush lattes run deep, and yeah, I think I think you could put uh, any tranny on that can, and they might bitch about it. They will bitch about it, but I bet you they still drink it. <laughs> they'll, they'll put it in a koozie. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, shit, this is a fun episode, Jen. You got anything else you want to add? No, no. Just if anybody's interested, check out my podcast, Blackford Chronicles. Talk about ranching yeah, and things going sure. on in the seed stock industry. Yeah, check it out. It's uh, She posts it here. She's got her own channel. Subscribe to them both. Double the downloads. Make you, <laughs> make you feel good. Yeah, yeah, I don't tell myself that, so shut the <laughs> hell up. <laughs> uh, anyways, no, no it's, it's been fun. Thanks for, for uh, filling in. Uh, Aaron will be back from the Bud Light convention at some point, I'm sure. And you'll give his new vagina full inspection. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, uh, my, my Facebook ads, some, you know, like they used to be the wish ads, but like the wish ads have kind of gone away. Mm-hmm. And this one the other day, I, I'm, 
I almost wanted to file a complaint with Facebook because I felt I felt a little triggered. But it's from Nude N O O D, the sponsored ad. <clears throat> it says, "Are you tired of shaving your lady bits, waxing your hoo ha?" <laughs> um, I didn't. I've been uh, getting those too. That's hilarious that you're getting uh, them. Well, so that that was the description, but the the picture is of the shaver and it just says big letters tired of shaving your vulva <laughs> <laughs> well yes nude i am tell me more <laughs> i don't know what that says about me i don't know what they're trying to say about me but i'm not sure if i like it well we're, we'll all be expecting product reviews yeah yeah just you'll have to if you, if you want to see uh like the bird's eye view, you gotta subscribe to patreon.com slash burning daylight. <laughs> I don't think I can I don't think I can show the bird. I think I can show the starfish, but um that we'll, might be we'll, an uh, OnlyFans we'll subscription. Yeah, I don't I don't think I want to dive into that that um we'll see. We'll see how desperate I get with with this uh coming recession. That's how you get out of getting drafted. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I I, I'm serving a, I'm providing a service to the community. Get my, <laughs> get my deferment through OnlyFans. <laughs> All right. Well, Jen, it was fun. Uh, you have a good one. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Move your ass. We're burning daylight. Good guys and bad guys. Cowboys and Indians, sinners and saints, masters and minions, they're all the same to me, they're all the same to me, winners and losers, the weak and the strong
Je ne 